Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz after show. Get it Look at that. Daddy's back. Can you get his love? Daddy's back. Daddy's back. Daddy is back. Uh-oh. What you gonna do with the daddy dog is back? Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Legends of Throw After Show, breaking down every episode of Season 5, airing Tuesday nights on The CW. I'm Frank Moran. I'm Dave Child. Making us look good, sound even better, bringing the applause noise in, Jonathan in the back. Oh, yeah. What's up, guys? How you doing? Look at that. Oh, Lauren B., Um, usually with us here on this panel, is on assignment. She's busy on a film set. She's, you know, blowing up uh, in the entertainment industry. She can't be with us this evening, but she'll be back here next week breaking down everything. But in the meantime, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Why not? Yeah. Uh, Give us a thumbs up while you're there. And you know what? If you're watching live, the chat is up and running. So get in there and share your thoughts. I know you're doing it already. Yeah, we're looking at people in the chat ready to say hi. We're starting. We're going to talk to you. People love the puppets. They love to see the puppets. That's right. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, where's the Martin Stein puppet? Uh, but that's possessed yeah. by an insane killer. So, yeah. yeah, what are you going to do? How did you like this episode, Frank? I, you know, I mean, I guess I, I'll, give, I'll give a spoiler right now mm-hmm. and just say, you know, usually we do the hottest segment, uh, special segment in any show mm-hmm. in the history. I, I dare say the history of the internet. Everyone's favorite segment. Yeah, and that's, you know, you know where's the beef? Uh-huh. Uh, I feel like this is a very beef light episode for me. Beef light, beef light, and I very worry slim on the beef. Yes, I worry when we get to that special segment. Will I actually have a beef? And, I, and I'm scared. Interesting. I think you'll you'll, you'll conjure up some beefs. <sighs> All right. How about yourself? I, I I'm agreeing with you. I like. Uh, I had a lot of fun with this episode. Again, I like it. The sillier, the better in in the show. But I think they did a good balance this episode. Of character development, heartfelt kind of family feeling stuff that I like in this show where they're all a family and they're all kind of, they all like each other. And then also some comedy on top of it. And it was a good combo of all of that stuff. Yeah, because it was kind of nice. I do like when the show does have the more grounded elements along with the comedic. But for me, grounded doesn't need to be heavy action or anything like that. It can be what it was in this episode, which is just some nice kind of... Character development. Yeah. Yeah. And I I enjoyed that. As long as it's like uh, stuck to the characters. And this is also a power light episode. Like, there's not that many powers, and sometimes we complain about that. But that's if it's an action sequence, and it's like, why aren't they bringing out the powers? This one, they're dealing with a family drama <laughs> and so it was nice to have it and they i think they also had some fun you know b and c stories happening too so i think it was a, it was a good episode now 
I'm going to ask you, Mr. Dave Child. Yeah. If you're kind of looking at the kind of reoccurring baddies, kind of like the upper echelon from the Arrowverse, mm. let's say you've got Reverse Flash, you've okay. got uh, Malcolm Merlin, you've got Damian Dark. Probably your big three that you've got. If you're trying to look at the uh, upper echelon of villains that have kind of come back again and again and again to kind of plague right. our heroes. Right. If you were having to rank those, uh, where would you put Damian Dark on that list? Would you put him at the top, middle, bottom? I think I'd put him as number two. Because I think just Reverse Flash is a bit more serious. Mm-hmm. In the Arrowverse overall, I feel like Reverse Flash is someone who actually, like, you know, is tied in with the origin of a character. It's tied in with, like, it's it's a big baddie that keeps coming back. And Damien Dark I like a lot because I think he's able to come back and have these lighter moments. But it still makes sense with the character. It didn't feel that unusual. It didn't feel like they, like, you know, kind of knocked off the badness of a character by doing this, like, you know, he's a dad thing. Because it feels like that's always kind of there. There's always some sense of just, like, this uh, corny dad nature to Damien Dark. So I feel like it kind of fits in with it. So, yeah. But I feel like he's up there. I mean, I would maybe even put... A lot of Flash's villains a little above him sometimes. Like, okay. even, I think, like, oh, Grodd hasn't really broke out amongst the other ones, but I feel like he's a bit more badass in a little ways. True. I mean, I feel like the only thing that really stops Grodd from being a more reoccurring type of character is just... The budget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the budget of having a giant gorilla. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but I would say, and I would, I think I would agree with you that I'd put Reverse Flash as number one, only because... As a kid who loved comic books, Reverse Flash is like one of the first right. villains I really dialed into. And so yes. I've always got a soft spot for him. But I will give it up for Damien Dark because I think over, in one sense over Reverse Flash, that he's had more of a character development developing arc. Yes. I feel like if you see Reverse Flash coming back now, it's still like, I hate you, Barry Allen, and you're going to pay. Yeah. 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 But I feel like we've seen Damien Dark. You can still say, yes, he's a bad guy, but he has gone through some changes, and he's softened and changed slightly. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I, I, I've liked... The arc that Damien Dark has gone on. Yeah. So in, in that respect, I might put him just a little bit over Reverse Flash in terms of the Arrowverse. Yeah, for like a complete character. Yeah, I think so. It kind of depends on like who's your who's a better bad guy. Yes. I guess that's why I was thinking Reverse Flash. Because, and I wouldn't discount that. Yeah, but like a better character who's also a bad guy is Damien Dark because I could see him going good. And I will give it up for Neil McDonough because, man, he just nails so good. the dark and the comedic. Even in like in the same within the same sentence, and this was such a fun episode because there's something about I love John Constantine coming in, and then they have their wizard fight, and then when Constantine you know falls into like oh I have to pretend to be the boyfriend, of course Damien would like love Constantine. <laughs> I love that. I think that's such a good. I think that's such a smart writing move. One, they have these encores. People are coming back from the dead. There was just a lot of smart writing in this episode where they had a lot of fun with, like, Gary had some great moments. They Mm -hmm. used Gary the best they can use Gary, which is just, like, have these nice joke moments and then have him kind of go back into into the background and then come back. Like, I love... Starting off with, like, you know, it's when Gary was cleaning up Bebo, like, fur. Yes. And stuff. Because, of course, that's when Damien Dark would come back. Usually, all the encores are coming back right after they die. So, that's when he would come back. And then they were able to have 
like him glitching out of time. And he's like, did I just fade out of existence? <laughs> I just love how he knew that. And then he got to see back in time, Gary, and they got to have fun. They had to have like good time travel jokes because of that. I like that. And I like that he agrees to make the potion that's going to depower Damien Dark. And I like that they let him succeed in that. It was just the placing of the dishes that thwarted the plan. But, uh, actually, no, because he actually planned it right. It was uh, it, it was the moose, the chuckled moose that ended up thwarting the plan. Yeah. The yeah. ring in there. But he, he succeeded. And that was nice to see Gary succeed at something. Yeah. Uh, in the chat, by the way, we have Brendan52 saying, Damien Dark walked on Arrow so he could run on Legends. And I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I guess this is kind of going going ahead, but this is uh, Rabner28 said, I found Damien's death in this episode more impactful than his first death in the end of episode three. I mean, I feel like he's died quite a bit. So That's true. There's actually kind of, it's interesting to, to if you bring in the Arrow stuff, he died on Arrow and then mm-hmm. he came back with the League of Doom. And then, yeah, then he turned into a giant demon, and that's how he died. And it wasn't like, it didn't feel like a good ending for the character. I, th- I think I remember even us talking about that. Like, yeah. it didn't feel like, this is Damien Dark. This is like someone we've been existing, and we don't get to have this kind of moment. So this was a nice encore. Like, exactly <laughs> what, it, what it set up. It's a yes. good encore, where he was able to come back and be redeemed... But they also did, and this is, we're jumping all over the place in this episode, but I think sometimes what ends up happening, especially in superhero stuff, so much convoluted stuff happens that you end up forgetting what first happened to make this person badass. And that was like, there's no way Sarah's shaking his hand. And I feel like in some... In some shows, they forget about stuff that has happened in the past and would just have the handshake and just have it. But, you know, Damien killed Laurel. So, like, Mm -hmm. it makes sense that she would not be able to forgive him, even though he's a lovable dad now. And it's a good way to bring that in and remind us, like, that he does have this darkness to him. You know. I I like it. And I will give a shout-out to, as you were saying, this is a very kind of depowered episode. But, I man, out of... All the, I mean, we're playing make-believe, essentially, on yeah. the show. But there's something I've always admired about Neil McDonough, is that he sells himself really selling, using these powers. Yes. He, he just, he, he makes me buy the reality that, yeah, right. I am force-choking you, I am lifting you up, I'm throwing you against one. I, I, he just, he, he yeah. makes me just buy right into it. Yeah, he's really good at it. I would even say maybe he's better than Constantine. You know, I will give it because usually I enjoy uh, Matt Ryan doing his Constantine moves. Yeah, but when the when they first start their little face off, and he goes, "Oh, yes!" It seemed very silly when it like did. Damien just like, Poof, and then, like oh, <laughs> that's what I thought too. I was like, yeah. "Oh, all oh, right, fun. Hmm. Oh, okay." Yeah. I also just love the concept of this where he wants to assume that like Nora is like this. Uh, this big sorceress and has this big house and has these servants and stuff and she's she doesn't want to say she's a fairy godmother and I love that. Yeah, it's for as you were saying as convoluted as these these shows can get because they've done so many things with so many characters yes. over so many seasons that you can use that to your advantage and and boil it down to it's just as simple as a, as a daughter wanting her father's approval. Yeah, 
Yeah, and that's that's perfect. And like they have a very complicated relationship, but in the end, they still love each other, and they have to deal. And I love how you had Nora being like, "Oh, you being a bad guy? Are you coming back and you're doing the bad guy thing?" And he's like, "Well, it's kind of my parole. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of what I have to do for my parole thing." <laughs> So, but first I'm saying hi, so yeah. that's, give me some credit there. <laughs> and that was great. Uh, so yeah, we'll, uh, we've been, as Dave said, we've been all over this episode. So, uh, to give it a little more structure, we'll just start as all yeah. stories start at the beginning, mm-hmm. where we see, where I feel like the, the show has made great use of Constantine having a home. Because we are, like, it's pretty much become like the Legends oh, yeah. home. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it is the Time Bureau of the season. <laughs> yes. It's clear. I mean, that's just TV. That's yes. like TV, you have to have like two sets that you're always going to. <laughs> and they have the Wave Rider and now Constantine's home. And those are the two sets in this one because the Time Bureau <laughs> isn't around anymore. So you were able to have these two. So yeah, that's, that's TV. You know, but I would also think, do you think Ray Palmer... I mean, I know he's part of the Wave Rider. For him, he's like, I'm on the Wave Rider. I'm traveling through time. Do you think he maintains any sort of apartment, condo, townhouse in a... I don't know, man. I mean, he could. He's a rich man. We always forget how rich he is. But, like, he he could have a home. But also, remember, he kind of burnt some bridges by everyone thinking he's evil. True. So maybe he kind of is just like, he might have a home that he just doesn't want to go to, and he wants something out of the way, and something kind of like private, that he won't be swarmed if he sets if he has a date night there. So I can believe he like asked Constantine just to use his house. To propose. Yeah. Because he wants to have a very private, like, romantic dinner. I, I feel like, yeah, I guess... If it was Charlie, she would not have asked. I guess Ray would ask permission. Do you oh, have yeah. to use your house for, for dinner? I'm sure he did. Yeah. I got the feeling he did. He's a, he's a Boy Scout. Of course yeah, he would. He's a Boy Scout. Yeah. So he's preparing a dinner where he wants to propose to Nora. He, mm-hmm. We've been kind of hearing it, you know, talks about it in the past couple episodes, and now he's going to pull the trigger. Putting that ring in that chocolate mousse. Mm. Would, Bad idea. Never do that. Just do, never do that, because you're going to eat it. Yeah. I just feel like it's too much of a risk, right? Yeah, you're going to choke. And that's what Ava ends up doing. It ends up accidentally going to Ava, and she put, she eats it and has to spit it out. And that's not romantic. No. Best case scenario, that's going to happen. No one's going to be like, oh, or it worth... I mean, you're also choosing something that does not look good when it's covered in something else. Like, <laughs> it's like chocolate mousse. Yeah, it's going to look like the ring just... <laughs> Was somewhere else that wasn't moose after you take it out. It's bad. It's a bad choice. Maybe at the bottom of a champagne glass, but even that's a little hacky. That's true. I I mean, do you just do something as simple as, like, you just place it on the plate along with the dessert? Or is that a little too? lazy Susan. (laughs) It's coming around. She's like, oh, oh, oh. (laughs) So she can keep spinning it. Mm. Oh, no, 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 no. Come on. I don't know if I restaurant proposals would be what I'd want to do with mine. Well, that time what is your proposal? What is your uh, dream I, proposal? I, I mean, I think like everybody's dream is probably to do it like at Comic Con, you know, <laughs> at, at, a, at a panel where you go up and ask a question like in Hall H. Well, <laughs> the only thing I would say, the only time I, I think that's that's awful, but also like ex, unless it's Patrick Stewart. And then he says, like, engage. 
<laughs> which he's done. Look it up. He's oh. done it a lot. No, really? No, there's conventions where he, like, is there. People go up and he's at a signing thing and then they go to, like, you know... Uh, they, he he has it, so it's 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 nice, <laughs> but it's also dumb. It's, yes. you know, and it's a little bit of both. It has to be personal to the two of you. Yeah, it's, yeah. So, so it's, now I got to find a, I got to find a trucker. Yeah, really hardcore into the TNG. Hardcore trucker. Yeah. <laughs> hardcore. Hardcore. Hardcore Picard fan. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. If you you know no no wreckers allowed. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. No no no. Uh, beard or no beard doesn't matter. <laughs> That's me. That's right. Ah, don't. Well, no, Riker. Riker? <laughs> okay, we're getting off track. <laughs> All right, so uh, we've got that going on here. And, of course, just as uh, Ray's ready to get the dinner started, Nora arrives with Pippa, her yeah. childhood charge. Her charge. Yes, and uh, before Ray can get the dinner going, Damien shows up. Yeah. Hey, guess who's coming to dinner? Oh, Damien. And so Nora, uh, not really prepared to tell the truth about where she's at in her life to her father, sends Pippa and, and Ray to the Wave Rider. Yeah. Where they watch an episode of Mr. Parker's cul-de-sac. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the uh, the insertion of a kind of Mr. Rogers kind of oh, uh, nod in this episode? Oh, I like it. I think um, it's one of those things of parody stuff that it's it's always kind of silly when you see something that's just like, they, they use it. But I do wish, one, it's convenient that his name is Mr. Parker for Ray Parker later on. but. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, it's I don't know, it's nice. Because, you know, especially Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, I grew up on it. It is a weird show. And they were able to, when they really parodied it later, they were able to kind of bring in other TV shows, too, and kind of parody those as well. So that was kind of nice. I liked it. <laughs> I also think it was a good device, because I like how she's... I like how she hates it at first. <laughs> and... Ray ends up like introducing it to her, and she ends up actually loving it. Like she really likes it by the end of the episode, which is true. Because I think, I mean, I, I think that it just it, it's a nod to Mister Rogers, where it yes. is there is a lot of great stuff to get out of there, and and it did a prod uh, appeal to a broad base of children over a number of years. Yeah, but I do remember watching it at a certain point and being like, "It's no Sesame Street." Like, I always thought, like, Sesame Street was the cool one, and Mr. Rogers was like, I don't want to, it's, like, kind of a guilty pleasure. I enjoy <laughs> Mr. Rogers still. It's kind of for babies, but I enjoy it. But it's still good, and it's, it's especially when you watch it now as an adult, not that I watch it now as an adult, but I sure. have seen mm-hmm. the documentary on him and stuff, so I haven't seen the Tom Hanks movie. But it is, like, a nice... You remember how nice it is and how pleasant and how calming it is and how like low and how unique it is. How slow it is. It's yeah. so odd how slow it is for a TV show. And it feels very unique nowadays where every TV show is like bam 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 bam. No, that's true. I mean that is one thing about the uh, watching the movie. They take you into a filming of an episode yeah. where it just kind of things go off the rails, but they still are rolling cuz Mr. Rogers is still going along with it. Right. And you can just feel people go, uh, behind the t- camera going, what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. That's, <laughs> I mean, you're talking about the documentary or the... Oh, the, the movie. The movie. Even yes. in the documentary, they talk about it. Okay. They talk about there's moments where it's like, why is this happening so slow? <laughs> yes. Can we keep going? And he just like, he embraces it. And he's just, that's all part of it. It's really nice. Steers steers right into it. Just like we do here at the Legends of Tomorrow After Show. Yeah. And they're also like, oh, someone brings this up in the chat where 
there was a there's a whole father daughter therapy thing. It's all about family communication in this episode, and that's I kind of and friend communication. And every single uh, every single storyline had something to do with that, which was kind of nice. It was to jump to like the B or C story, maybe even the C story on this one is the uh, the McRory storyline. Yeah, I mean, so we see uh, Mickey has been being is being trolled by somebody who hates yes. the Rebecca Silver novels. Is trashing them online. So Zari is uh, dispatched by Sarah to help Mick with his troll problem. Mm-hmm. And they find out, oh, it's this uh, girl, Lita. And Lita happens to be the daughter of his high school reunion hookup that we saw yeah. happen earlier this season. Yeah. Since that was, which makes sense now why it was 20, Why yes. it was happening at that time period. Yes. And now it's like present oh, when it happened. All right. And it also made it so it's like he didn't know about it because it just happened. Like yes. he just slept with someone... Two weeks ago, <laughs> and now he has like an eighteen-year-old daughter. So, <gasps> I I like that, especially because going into, I, I'm sure you felt the same. Where Zari, you know, new Zari, there's a lot of millennial influencer talk stuff, mm-hmm. and I kept thinking like, oh, now we're getting into a whole influencer troll storyline. <laughs> Yes. Where it's like they're trying to deal with this troll and it's all going to be these inside jokes with millennial jokes and stuff. And then uh, and then this twist, it ends up being a daughter. And I kind of liked that more because it got off of this weird influencer thing. And I also like how he immediately wiped their memories as it left. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, ah, no, we're done. No, 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 no. I'm done. I'm done. But I... I it's good also because it's a silly storyline and it didn't really have anything to do like plot wise with the story, but it had so much to do theme wise with the story. Yes. Being like a da- a dad and a mom and dealing with like a family and whether you're going to be there for your family and then kind of popping up out of the blue out of out of being gone for so long, all that stuff. So it it worked nicely. Yeah, into and this. it was a nice and it was also served as a nice payoff for that hookup Back yeah. uh, in that high school reunion episode, it was like, oh yeah, that's a nice little way to continue that thread. So I was like, all right, nicely done, writers. Yeah. Also, and then there's the B storyline where you have John Constantine talking to Charlie. Listen, you're, there's going to be a lot of you. I know, I know what the beef is going to be. It's going to be Charlie because <laughs> she's still not developed, and I think we could give her time because I think we're going to meet the other fates, and it's going to help. Man, there would have to be a lot. I'll save this for for a couple minutes. Here's the thing: it's a simple storyline. It's just to kind of, just to kind of like remind everyone what the plot device of this season is. The looms to go go back to loom and then come back. But they thought of a way, at least, to have it be about the communication between the two, and how they're not talking, and how they had to bring it into the like that that. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood thing to kind of tie it up. I like that. I thought they did a pretty good job of that. What is, what's the face? All right, if we're going to do this, Dave, it's time <laughs> to bring the hottest segment to the internet. Oh, I love it. All the interwebs. What do I hear? Fun. Where's the beef? Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of buns. I'm going to give you a lot of beef on a little bun. On right a now. little bun. Yeah, that's right. I thought you said it was beef light. 
It was, but now you've you've you've. Uh, have I inflated the? Have I found the beef and inflated stoked, it? You stoked. I stoked the beef. I mean, the Charlie thing. It's just fine. You know, I I need a lot more development for me to care because I feel like it's going to do what Legend sometimes does, where it just at the end is going to make things happen and it's going to expect me to care more than I feel like the show has earned me to care about. You're saying I'm thinking. I'm I'm imagining this is going to happen. It hasn't happened yet. No, no, no. But I'm imagining that, that the show's going to... What you're saying with that, hey, they'll bring in the other fates and we're going to get some character development for Charlie. I think it's going to be too little too late. And the show's going to want me to be invested in Charlie, but I don't think the show will have properly laid the groundwork for me to I'm be invested I'm just saying, in I don't think we can make a judgment call until we meet the fates. I can judge it right now. <laughs> I think that... Right now, it's just, you know, in the back storyline. And granted, they have established this episode that basically the Loom of Fate is the Book of Destiny. It has the same abilities. It has the same power. But I'll, I'll run with it. I'll ride with it. Like, it just has the ability to rewrite history without destroying timelines and destroying histories and causing, like, timelines. So it's a magical plot device, is all True. it is. I mean, I guess you narrow it slightly by there's only three people, really, that can operate it. Yes, including Charlie. And Charlie's yes. one of the only people that can. Conveniently rewritten to to fit into this. So great. Which is good, yeah. <laughs> because we'll she was see. terrible. We'll <laughs> see. What if this rewrite turns out to be terrible, too? I'm hoping it is. It's on the path to somewhere good. Right now, we're on the path to, like, you're introducing devices that could pay off. Or they could horribly disappoint. It's not Hey World, though. It's like they're they're setting up stuff that I could see, like, this isn't bad yet. Uh, I remember those times talking about Hey World last season. Those were good <laughs> talks. About oh, the, boy. The crazy amusement park themes scheme. That was great. Okay, my other mini beef about this, though. Oh, that's an interesting beef. Uh, on the chat. Oh, we'll get to your chat beef in just yeah. in one second. I will lay mine out rather quickly. And that is, I am, I'm, I'm really, I think with this episode, it finally got me that I'm, I'm really tired of the Sarah Ava little little tiffs that they have. My, which can, because I feel like I'm, I'm kind of getting done of the two of them being at odds and then resolving it in the course of the episode and moving on. Can I not have a? I would love to have a, something that is a external cause and seeing them work together to solve a problem as. It is usually between the two of them, and they're always hashing it out. It's like I don't—I'd rather see them as a as a functioning couple rather than they're always getting these little hiccups and like, oh wait, huh? Why are you hiding this from me? Oh wait, I thought this is what you wanted. This happens too many times with Sarah and Ava. And I'd rather see them having a more functional one and seeing them work together. Here's the thing, though. I I could agree with that if it was like done, but because it's because they resolved it when they were puppets. This this episode. It was kind of nice. It was nice to have them have, like, uh, not really a problem problem to introduce, like, some sort of conflict between the two. And then they resolved it so quickly because they were puppets and they were under the influence of a magical spell. And the and it was just, oh, we get to talk to each other. No, we get to talk. You guys should talk to each other. And they were they just resolved it that way. And I thought that was a good way of doing it. I mean, for that, it just makes me think, like, oh, we didn't really have anything else to do with these characters. We can hang this really threadbare kind of plot thing that we can easily dismiss because it doesn't really warrant that much attention. I also think they needed to nod a little bit towards the new Canary show 
And they wanted to be like, why isn't she joining it if it's all about canaries? You know, she's a canary. She's a white canary. Wouldn't you like to be a canary too? Mm, in my heart. I, uh... <laughs> also, if you uh, are, say your buddies, because I know you're, you're friends with a lot of people. Uh, Dave Child, you know, for those of you that are just watching, uh, incredibly popular, knows a lot of people, is connected throughout this industry, throughout the planet, knows movers and shakers, is a mover and shaker. For all your hot Hollywood context, friends. yeah. For all your all your context, if you knew somebody that was uh, a masked hero, would you put <laughs> would you would you put their name on their phone as their secret? You know, they're like oh, their superhero handle. Yes, you would. Yes, you know why? Why? Because if you put their real name, it could blow their cover. But nobody's gonna know. What if what if a bad guy steals your phone? They're gonna be scrolling through these names, going, "I have no idea who these people are." But they see Wild Dog, they're like, oh, wait a minute. All right, this is Wild Dog's number. I mean, I think there's a very strong possibility Sarah does not know Wild Dog's real name. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. She's got to know. I, why? Why do you think that? She's hung. She's done multiple crossovers with the dude. Do she's you, seen him without his mask on. She's got to know his do name. Do you think she really does know his name, though? I, mean, even, I don't even remember his name. I don't know honest. his name. <laughs> I feel like what maybe I I have people in my phone that are just like you know where I met them, and there's like you know this guy guy at Ralph's with the Metallica of, shirt. I'm just saying there's a couple of last names that are just there's a lot of people in the Tinder family and Bumble family in my phone, and you know it's it's, it's sometimes just how you know someone or like you know. How am I Sally in, comedy show, that how, sort of thing. How am I listed in your phone? Uh, you just uh, you might just be after Buzz guy. <laughs> no, you're Frank. That's it, just Frank. You're Frank. That was it. You don't even you're know my Frank last name, after do you? Buzz. Moran. Uh, it's right. Frank Moran. I'm Frank after Buzz. Frank after uh. Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, Jonathan, uh, how are we listed in your phone? Uh, you are listed as the cat that shit on the floor. Oh man! Yes! Wow! Yes! 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 Boom! 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 Shoot the cat, that shit. Okay, I, I shouldn't be saying that. You shouldn't be saying that. You broke. You, I you're broke, 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 I broke it. I broke. Okay, I broke the so we, uh, we got to also talk about how we got a wedding list. This oh, true. And, and we do need to talk about that. But I know we. I did say that we would address this person's beef. They had yes. Somebody had beef. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Because let me, uh, let me bring it back up. Let me bring it up. I think nerd. It's, it's actually leading up to it. The beef was that. They're losing Ray next week. And Nora. And Nora. And I, I do have to say, like, the way this episode ended was such a delight. I would agree. I like the wedding. Usually weddings in, in TV shows are kind of a groaner because they spend the whole episode about the wedding. And it just doesn't need to be. it. This was like a montage. It was nice. Mm-hmm. It was pretty. I felt it. And then you had... The reason why Ray and Nora are leaving the show, I love that it's Damien's idea. And I love how Damien is asking Ray to support her and to be something other than just be on this little ship and to find something, find support her and her job and what she wants to do and how that might be outside of this little ship. I thought that was really nice and, like, kind and it made me it made me like Damien a lot, and mm-hmm. it made me like it. It just felt like such a good dad moment, and uh, it was a strong choice. 
I would agree. And when you see uh, Neil McDonough, he starts with the waterworks. I mean, I feel like, all right, you got me, buddy. You yeah. got me. And they also like, and then to end with that twist of like, I'm definitely, I basically saying I have to, I have to go before I'm dragged back down to hell because that's just going to bum her out. And the way he kind of like sacrificed himself with Khan's sword, mm-hmm. it was good. It was good. And it was, it was done subtly. It was done like in a way that made me really like him. And it felt like he was very redeemable in that moment. Yeah, I would agree. And I would like to think this is not the last we've seen of him this season. Yeah, I mean, when you're going in and out of hell so much, I mean, I feel like there's so many options for him to come back somehow, even this season. Now, speaking of our del- uh, beloved Ray and Nora, uh, real quick, there was an article that came out uh, a few days ago because uh, our boy Brendan Routh was on the uh, the Michael Rosenbaum podcast. Hmm. Uh, if you are fans of Smallville, you know our boy, Le- uh, the former Lex Luthor. Uh, he has a podcast, and Brandon Routh is on there talking about that it really wasn't his choice to leave Legends of Tomorrow. It was, you know, his executive producers said that they, in general, they just find that the Wave Rider is kind of like a halfway house for heroes. And once mm-hmm. they've kind of solved what their problem is, then they move on off the Wave Rider and onto oh, something else. that's a good point. Um which I could see that, but I, but for Brandon Routh, he was not ready to leave. It wasn't his choice. He wasn't like, oh, I'm, I'm done. I want to get yeah. back to L.A. or I want to do something different with my life or pursue something else. He was still uh, still wanted to be a part of the show, and it was just the other side. It was like, we think, you're, we think you guys have reached a good ending, and we want to move you off. Yeah, I mean, it's sad because like it, it's we're going to miss him and miss his character. But I also think it's a good sign that... that um, the show writers are willing to do that with their characters and not just have to find a new... Because th- otherwise, it's going to be like him and Nora having a having some sort of small tiff yeah. and then getting over it and being okay. And this way, if he leaves, he can always come back for cameos, but he's not gone for good. But he's... Uh, I, I think it's a... I think, I think that's a good idea is to make it a halfway house. And to find outs for characters, because else you're not going to have enough arcs. No, that's true. Yeah, Yeah. we need to bring in fresh heroes so we can tell some, hopefully, fresh story arcs with them. Uh, Folks, that's going to do it for this episode of the Legends of Tomorrow After Show. Holy cow, Dave Child, we did it again. Whoa! I mean, send this off to, I mean, the, you know, the Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. For you know, for their after show vault, because uh, I know they want to keep this Do episode it. in there. Uh, but if you want to stay in touch with us, uh, as always, like us on Facebook, give us five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you, everybody that hopped in the chat here this yes. episode, sharing your thoughts, sharing your beefs. We love them. Keep them coming. Uh, but if you want to stay in touch with any of us. Um, Jonathan, you know, if they want to come by and deliver you a, a pizza, where's the best place for them to do that? Oh, oh, so the next time you walk by a pair of boots, used boots, just if you don't mind, just, just cool. stuff, just them, in the, stuff fold, them in the fold boots. the pizza. All right. Mm-hmm. Fold it and stick it right in there. Got it. But if you have a dipping sauce, like if you went to Papa John's, you put that in first, get in it in the, the other. Toe. I would prefer if you pour that in the socks first uh, and then place it. So they need the to shadow. be boots with socks. Yes, please. Man, that's okay, a- Jonathan is an elf, if, if most of you didn't know this. <laughs> and that's this is how he survives. So please uh, help out uh, our helpful elf by putting pizza and sauces in socks and shoes. <laughs> but you can find me at Mr. Dave Child on the Twitters and the Instagram, or go to DaveChild.com because guess who I am? I'm Dave Child. <laughs> 
I was thought for a second you were going to forget. I, mm, who and I? guess who I am? I don't know. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. Folks, that's going to do it for this episode of the Legends of Tomorrow After Show. We'll be back here next Tuesday night. Won't you join us here on our little Wave Rider panel? Won't you? Won't you? <laughs> Won't you? Uh, because remember, a cul-de-sac, it's like a circle. So our friendship is universal, everybody. We'll see you next time right here on AfterBuzz TV. Yum, yum, yum. I love you. <laughs> our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.